Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. Uh, here's a story as we begin. Uh, there's a woman who took her seven-year-old daughter to see a specialist because the girl was performing poorly in school. She just couldn't sit still during class and really struggled academically. And uh, After a few minutes of talking, the doctor pulled the mother into the hallway so they could speak privately. And as he did so, as they left the room, the doctor turned on the radio and uh, they peeked in the room as the girl sprang from her chair and began moving with the music. And the doctor said, look, your daughter's not sick. She's a dancer. And that girl was Jillian Lynn, who went on to choreograph some of the most successful shows on Broadway. Uh, the point is, there might be something that you're missing in your child that's actually a gift. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta. He's a licensed clinical social worker and leads our parenting department here at Focus on the Family. And one of the more rewarding aspects of parenting is discovering your child's unique personality and giftings uh, little by little. And God made each of your kids unique. He made you unique and them. And you can help them when you piece together what God's doing. We're going to hear now from authors Michael Anderson and Dr. Timothy Johansson as they have encouragement for how to discover your child's strengths. Sometimes siblings act differently, oftentimes. Oh, sure. So you may have a, a younger sibling that's displaying greater responsibility than an older sibling. Mm, How do you manage that as a parent uh, to not go too far overboard in kind of coincidentally shaming the older one who's not up to the task? Yeah, kind of indirectly shaming them. I think if this is the vocabulary of your home, they're not going to be confused. They'll be used to that. And you'll say to this one, your weakness right now is responsibility, but you're great socially. Your sister, on the other hand, is great responsibly, but she's weak socially. So we want her to have at least two friends over a month. And we want you to stay home and do your homework. <laughs> right. and, and don't look at each other. The rules are different for everybody here. Yeah, and I really appreciate it, uh, the encouragement you're giving to parents and to me right now. So uh, let's talk about spiritual training of children, uh, because this is an area where a lot of families can experience challenges. Uh, I'm thinking about the teen years especially, probably because I'm living there, uh, where going to church has become a bit of a struggle. They don't always want to get up on Sunday. Um, Let's say my teen, boy or girl, just doesn't want to go. They find it boring or they lack the interest, whatever the excuse they may give. Um, How do we uh, re-energize them? How do we encourage them that this is something the family does, it's important, and we need to do it just like we need to have dinner every night. What would you suggest? Well, one of the things about that is that when, when we use as Christians modeling, Christian modeling as a parenting technique, we're giving our kids a lot of ammunition. They know how to hurt us. It's almost like a cheat sheet on how to push our buttons. Uh, so if they know that church is really important and how our family looks at our church is important and that we're on the missions committee they can refuse to go just to dig us back, you know. But every family has to decide that for themselves. What I would suggest when your kid's in their late teens is I'm a reasonable person, and because of that, one or maybe two Sundays a month you can stay home. But I'm still your parent, and you're still a minor, and you can go to our church three times a month. And 
Uh, you don't have to believe what they say, but you have to be polite. You have to listen. You have to participate. But you're getting to be close to adulthood, so what you believe is up to you. Mm. But I, you know, I've given my life to Christ. I believe it more than anything else. It's my job to raise you, and like it or not, that's how I'm raising you. Yeah. And I think that brings in the Proverbs 22.6 really strongly. It's been a very important verse for me as a dad. Um, I desire nothing more that my three kids would all be believers in Jesus Christ and follow him. And my wife would say the same thing. But we also understand that kids, when they get to a certain age, their brains think differently. We did too. Mm. We didn't always think the same way as we think now. And parents need, especially Christian parents, need to be patient in the process of raising your kids the way they should go in a biblical way, knowing full well that many of them, in fact, the majority, will probably fall away from their faith in the teenage or early adulthood years. But through prayer and through trusting God's promise in this, know that they will come back. And my wife and I have certainly experienced that with our kids. Mm. And most importantly, we've touched on it, that good modeling that they can see faith in action in you as mom and dad, Mm -hmm. that it's not uh, disconnected. They're not seeing you act differently than what you tell them to act like. Right. And the transparency of the discussions are so important. Mm -hmm. There was a time where one of our children, um, if we would even bring up anything in faith, uh, faith faith-related question, she just couldn't hear it. She couldn't listen to it. She was in a really tough phase of her life. She had some woundedness from some decisions she'd made. And it was so hard for both my wife and I, especially my wife, to just let that go for a couple of years. And now she has come back full circle and is completely devoted follower to Jesus and is on fire where she's at. It's just wonderful. And that's a great place to end because that, in essence, is the whole story, that they end up in the place they need to be. And Mm -hmm. as parents, that's what we want ultimately. The journey may be all over the place, but uh, we want to... um, I'm not sure why, but it seems sometimes deeper faith follows when camp faith or Sunday school faith fails. Mm. There, there has to be that childlike faith has to dissipate and come back as an adult, mature faith. And sometimes the wilderness is what happens. Yeah, there. And we hate to see that as parents. It's we, hard to watch. Yeah, we call it a collision yeah. uh, at our house when our kids have had collisions of their faith with life and what life has dealt them. Yeah. That's when things really change and it becomes internalized. And it's their faith, not our faith. They own it. Yeah, at and that that's point, a joyous time for, for my wife and I when we've seen that happen. Well, that's great. Michael Anderson and Dr. Timothy Johansson, authors of the book, Just uh, the Essence of Raising Life-Ready Kids. Great to have you with us. Great to be here. Thank you. Danny, uh, what we just heard there is something you've been talking about from time to time, and that is look for the good in your child and really emphasize that. Mm-hmm. Uh, help them identify those strengths. What if... In addition to seeing their strengths, we see some weaknesses. Uh, how do we get there to help them understand, well, you got to work on that too? I see weakness as an invitation, an invitation to love our child, but also an invitation to introduce them to our Heavenly Father. All throughout Scripture talks about weakness being a strength because we get to depend on God and the Holy Spirit and learn about that relationship. And so I encourage you as a, as a parent to read through those pieces of scripture that talk about weakness as a potential strength and to create that culture 
in your home, that weakness is an opportunity, it's an invitation, and we can rejoice in those moments because it fosters a key element of, of child development, of healthy child development, and that's proven through science and scripture, that humility is a key ingredient mm-hmm. for relationships, for growth, for success, and weakness allows us to begin to foster the idea of humility, of what it means to have empathy and humility when other people are weak, how can we encourage them? And uh, John, one of our uh, Live It challenges this year, and here in the month of December, is reading scripture out loud as a family. And I'm hoping as, as families are listening that they sign up for 30 days of reading scripture out loud as a family and allowing for scripture to be a part of the daily conversation in the home. And people can find it through bringyourbible.org and sign up to have a daily text sent to you. And uh, then you can uh, listen to scripture out loud and talk about God's love, that we're not, our worth is not based on our performance. It's based on who God says we are. And as a child of God, we will have weaknesses. Well, certainly the scripture is a key element in uh, development of a child spiritually. So we'll link over to what Danny was just describing there. There's also uh, in the notes an opportunity for you to donate to the work of Focus on the Family as we help parents uh, along whatever stage of the journey they're in, uh, just beginning the parenting journey or letting go of the children as they uh, launch into adulthood. Wherever you're at, please uh, help us help others by donating today. And when you join the support team, your generous donation of any amount will make a big difference. And we'll say thank you for that by sending a copy of the book by Michael Anderson and Dr. Timothy Johansson called Gist, The Essence of Raising Life-Ready Kids. Again, the links are in the notes or our number is 800, the letter A in the word family. Next time, how to combat the lies that so many teens believe about who they are physically, about their body image. Uh, For now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. 